0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your host for the program. This is Episode 50 of Season 2 of the Grizz Weekly Grind. Going to be a short episode today. Right now, I'm taking a break from packing up and going to the Las Vegas Summer League, where uh, I will go there and uh, meet up with my favorite person in the world. We're going to hang out for a couple of days and watch a couple of games of Grizzlies basketball in Summer League before uh, heading back to The uh, hellscape that is Memphis right now, uh, it's 9 uh, o'clock-ish, and it's over 90 degrees already. Temperature indices into the 110s. It's not very pleasant here. But then again, I'm guessing Las Vegas uh, is going to be very hot, but as they say most famously, It's a dry heat. Uh, Today's show is being brought to you by the Hoop City Basketball Club since 2005. Their mission to assist young student-athletes in grades 1 through 12 in developing a strong work ethic with discipline, responsibility, and accountability. Hoop City, helping young men be great on the court and in the community, and their alumni do include major college and NBA players. If you'd like more information on how to become part of this great sports and character-building club, log on to HoopCityBC.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at HoopCityBC. As they say, it's in our blood. It's who we are in Hoop City. A couple of basketball camps remaining uh, July 11th to 14th at Christ the King, August 1st to 4th at the uh, Independent Presbyterian Church on Walnut Grove here in Memphis. Uh, you can register online, uh, assuming that they're not sold out. They Most of these camps do sell out, so you may get there and, and they may be sold out. But go online at HoopCityBC.com and uh, get your young person enrolled in one of these great camps. A lot of great stuff. Very enjoyable. The Jack Jones Summer League is in full swing. If you follow... Hoop City Basketball Club uh, on Twitter. You'll uh, get the game results and uh, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, we appreciate Hoop City Basketball Club. They have been supporting this podcast since day one, which is uh, is very, very much appreciated. So I'm going to go to Vegas. Uh, just so you know, uh, as we record this, and I'll talk a little bit about the, the games in Salt Lake City here in a moment, but the uh, Grizzlies... Once they wrap up play in Salt Lake City tonight, i.e. Thursday, they are going to go to Las Vegas. They will play Saturday the 9th against Los Angeles Clippers. That'll be an 8.30 Central Time start. See it on NBA TV Sunday, July the 10th, uh, 6 o'clock start taking on Minnesota. Uh, That will start at 8 Central. That will be, I believe, on ESPNU unless they've changed it. So check your channel listings because they've moved some of these uh, channels around. Uh, So it's on one of the ESPN networks. Tuesday, the 12th, they'll take on Brooklyn at 3 o'clock, and that's a 5 o'clock Central time start also on one of the ESPN networks. And then the final preliminary game, Thursday, the 14th, They'll take on Boston. Uh, That's going to be a 2.30 start Central Time, and that will be on NBA TV. So you play your first four games, and then after that, the the two best teams play for the championship, and everybody else gets a a fifth game where they seed it after the first four games, and and that's how that goes. As far as tonight in Salt Lake City, uh, it's going to be a 7 o'clock Central Time start. Grizzlies taking on the Utah Jazz. That will be seen on NBA TV. Plan for me in Vegas – Efforting interviews, trying to uh, get some stuff set up, it, it's it's <laughs> it's not been easy. A lot of moving targets, uh, but it, it's a great place to be. If you are really and truly an NBA junkie, you do need to go to Summer League at least once. A general admission ticket is 40 bucks. You can watch basketball all day. And for those of you who are not familiar, there are games in Cox Pavilion, which is an oversized high school gym, basically. Uh, And then you have Thomas and Mack Center, which is a full-size arena, which has hosted the NBA All-Star Game and, of course, the home to the UNLV Running Rebels. You can go between the two venues whenever you want. And the games, the start times are staggered by half an hour. So uh, it it makes it really convenient to go back and forth between the two venues. Uh, There are some charity auctions uh, to benefit the NBA Cares programs uh, there are autograph sessions particularly with some of the uh, the high lottery picks they're going to be signing autographs taking pictures lots of stuff going on it it really is if you are an NBA fan you need to go and make sure that you bring some type of balm for your neck because it, you, i mean you're going to get whiplash because you know there's Danny Ainge there's Larry Bird there's Jerry West uh, you know there's Isaiah Thomas you're going to see really the Basketball royalty of the NBA. Uh, it could be referees, could be broadcasters, could be players, current players, could be former players, coaches, general managers, scouts, agents. They are all there, and you're 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 going to see a lot of people that uh, you will recognize without you know looking at their face in a program. I, I just think it's it's amazing, and like I said, for forty bucks, you can watch basketball all day long if you want. Sometimes the basketball is really good. Obviously, you know, a lot of team, people are going to want to watch Orlando. They're going to want to watch Oklahoma City, which had Holmgren. Um, but even if you don't have a rooting interest, it's pretty cool. People wear jerseys. They're excited. Uh, there are contests during timeouts. It, it's a fun time. Uh, I'm happy that I can just kind of go and leave as I wish because I I know after about a week uh, out there – People just want to get they want to get the hell out of Vegas. Uh, it's incredibly hot. You have to stay inside all the time. And sometimes all the basketball, as enjoyable as it can be, it gets to be a bit, a bit brain-numbing with the, the repetitive cycle of, you know, games, interviews, filing stories, recording interviews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so after a while, you know, you you do by the by the time this thing wraps up, there will be some some media people. Who will have that that kind of that that thousand yard stare uh, because they have just been basketballed to death? But it's it's okay. Like I said, if if you want to go for a day or two, fantastic. I, I think it's I think it's a great great place uh, to go. Uh, as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, they have played a couple of games in Salt Lake City. They beat Philadelphia uh, on Tuesday, and then they lost to Oklahoma City last night. Um, just Look, I'm not going to dive into the numbers. It's Summer League. I don't think it really benefits anybody to try to, to dive too deeply into Summer League as a whole. Summer League is an opportunity for guys to play under NBA rules uh, with NBA officiating and try to get themselves acclimated. For the Grizzlies right off the top, I'm going to say Jake Laravia. Really like what I see. Super small sample size, only one game. Uh, Laravia, Roddy, Chandler, and Vince Williams did not play In the second game, nor did Zaire Williams or Xavier Tillman. So the the Grizzlies have like almost half their active roster on their their summer league roster. Um, So the Grizzlies kind of went with uh, their best players in game one with Zaire Williams handling the point. Um, I thought Zaire acquitted himself reasonably well. I don't know that he's going to be your primary ball handler, but he can in a pinch. And with the loss of Kyle Anderson to Minnesota, I think that that's certainly a valuable skill for him to gain. Uh, it was a big thing for Desmond Bain last year in summer league to be the initiator of the offense. And certainly it, it proved benefits in this this season just recently completed. One of the things... That if you go back and you look at the video from draft night when Zaire Williams was drafted, Zach Kleiman, one of the things that he really liked about Zaire Williams was his ability to make plays. In the game against Philadelphia, I thought by and large his decision making was good, his passing was good. Maybe a little shakiness with his handle—that's something that can be worked on. Uh, maybe a, a little bit better of uh, court awareness, where defenders are—you know, poking of the ball away from behind or reaching in for a strip, things like that. But I, I thought he did—I thought he did pretty well uh, under those circumstances. But getting back to LaRavia, I think Jake LaRavia, Small sample size, but I like what I see so far because he is smooth. He glides around the floor, uh, sneaky, athletic. A lot of people starting to compare his jump shot to Mike Miller. Somebody on Twitter posted a side- by side photograph and the form looks relatively close to the same. You know, look, Laravia, you, you put, get Laravia and Bain shooting threes, and we saw Zaire Williams able to make the three in that game against Philadelphia. It, it, it gives you another weapon. So like I said, small sample size. I like what I see from Jake Laravia. David Roddy, I thought, had some had some brief flashes of good play. I think he was almost trying too hard and playing too fast. The game will slow down for him. And there were a couple times, I think in transition, he he could not locate his, his guy. And uh, obviously that is this problematic. I think he's got a good basketball IQ. I think he's going to be a good sound fundamental player. I think he might be a more athletic version of John Conchar. Uh, and maybe a little bit better scoring pop, but again, small sample size. I thought Roddy was okay. Did not wow me. Um, Kennedy Chandler was impressive in that he made the key defensive play at the end of the game. He has a lot of dog in him. He has a great competitive motor. Uh, You know, obviously I think he felt really good after signing his his rookie deal, feeling very good about that. Um, So I I will be intrigued to see where he's going to fall on the roster. I had a question from a friend of mine saying, well, what do you think? Is is he going to be on – the roster is he going to be you know going back and forth to South Haven it's going to depend on who's injured who's not I think Kennedy Chandler is going to get a shot but when you got John Morant and Tyus Jones now you know the opportunities are going to be limited but look played one year at Tennessee uh it's it's going to take some time for him to get acclimated to the NBA does he have a chance sure he has a chance uh Vince Williams, I thought, showed out well against Philadelphia uh, as well. Again, small sample size. I really like of, – of the four that the Grizzlies got in the draft, I, th- I thought LaRavia certainly performed the best, which you would kind of expect because he was the highest pick by the Grizzlies in the draft. But Kennedy Chandler with the key defensive play at the end of the game, I thought that was that was very important. Game against Oklahoma City. uh Everybody's talking about Kenny Lofton Jr., or as he likes to be called, Junior. Thanks, Jessica Benson from Grind City Media, for pointing that out to us or at least getting that information because we don't know if we call him Kenneth or Kenny or what do we call him? He says, no, I, I would like to be called Junior. So uh, we got Jaron Jackson Jr. and Kenny Lofton Jr. So we got a couple of Juniors. we got Trey J. and Junior. So we'll figure it all out uh, once, once the season begins. A lot was made on the broadcast of him going at Chet Holmgren. Chris Vernon of Grind City Media, pointing out that they actually played together uh, in a U.S. junior national team. I think the U-19 team. So they know each other. And so it wasn't uh, Lofton going at Holmgren as a stranger trying to, you know, I'm going to show up the second overall pick in the draft. No, they actually know each other. They are friends. And so it was it was a friendly competition. That, that never made it onto the broadcast. So I don't know that they had that information or not. But uh, look— Lofton, uh, undersized, big guy, has guard skills, uh, did, some, did some really good things. And I think he, like David Roddy, fits into the ethos of this Grizzlies team and is going to be very entertaining to watch. Uh, he will be on a two-way contract uh, with, with the Memphis Hustle, so he'll be spending a lot of time down in South Haven. But, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that now you look at him, particularly the way that he played last night against Oklahoma City. He's like, how, how did this guy not get drafted? So Grizzlies are going to have some very, very difficult decisions to make because they, they've pulled in some players that that certainly do have potential. Uh, but where do you fit everybody in this really, really crowded roster? That is going to be, I think, the uh, the biggest challenge. Uh, one thing that we haven't seen a whole lot of in Summer League, there is they are experimenting with a rule change. We've all lobbied by all i mean coaches players broadcasters even referees let's get rid of the take file the take file uh where another team's in transition and then the you know defensive team just grabs to stop a fast break uh they have penalized that in um in europe and now the nba has uh, come up with a rule that they are working with now in summer league and here is how that rule is worded um A transition take foul is defined as a foul where one, the defender commits a take foul, a foul in which the defender does not make a play on the ball against any offensive player Two, the foul is committed either one during a transition scoring opportunity or two immediately following a change of possession. And before the offensive team had the opportunity to advance the ball three, The foul does not meet the criteria for a clear path foul. And four, the foul does not occur with less than two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter or any overtime period. A transition scoring opportunity is defined as following a change in possession, the offensive team is continuously advancing the ball while it has an advantage based on the speed of the play, the position of the defenders, or both and does not exist however if the offensive team did not push the speed of play immediately following the change in possession or the progress of the offensive team has slowed considerably or stopped the offensive team runs or attempts to run a set play or action in the half court or an offensive player is fouled in the act of shooting there's a lot of verbiage there and for the referees it's it's there there's going to be an element of judgment this is there aren't the bright lines that head of officiating, Monty McCutcheon, would ideally like. So there's going to be some judgment in this, but I think we all know what a take foul looks like, and the NBA and the competition committee is trying to define it to the best of their ability. Now, if a transition take foul is called, the penalty is this, a personal foul and a team foul assessed, one free throw awarded to the offended team when a defender commits a transition take foul. Free throw may be attempted by any player on the offended team in the game at the time the foul was committed, and then the offended team gets the ball on the sideline at the nearest point where play was interrupted but no nearer to the baseline than the free throw line extended. So transition take foul, one free throw, any shooter, anybody in the game, and you retain possession. I think it's a really, really good start on a rule change If there is success with this in Summer League, I could see the competition committee voting on this. The Board of Governors would have to approve it, and I think it goes into the rule book for the upcoming season. Nobody likes a transition-take foul. Slows down the game. Uglies up the game. And I think what's going to happen is that teams will simply quit taking the foul. You know, there, there was so much controversy about with the unnatural shooting motion, just as before that there was about flopping you don't see nearly as much flopping as you did before the flopping rules went into effect. You didn't see nearly as many awkward shot attempts last season as you did the season before, before the rule was put in about the unnatural shooting motion. Essentially what you're doing by setting, just by putting the rule in the book, by ensuring that there is, that there is a penalty to a team taking a transition take foul, just by putting that in the rule book, I think it stops. And, so I don't, I don't think you're going to get a lot of these. You may get some of them in the start of the season. Guys, just, you know, um, their muscle memory is, I see a guy going back the other way. Um, so I, I need to stop this as quickly as possible. They may lose, they may lose their head and like, oh, I need to grab this guy. Now it's going to cost you a free throw in possession. So uh, good start on this rule. Looking forward to seeing how it is uh, adjudicated and enforced in summer league in Las Vegas couple more things to touch on. But first, I want to tell you that today's show is being brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. Tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, and you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action. Could be baseball, could be golf, could be MMA, anything else. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. You know, it's a big summer for MMA. A lot of great fights coming up, baseball, daily. Uh, you've got the Open coming up in golf. you got a lot of great events coming up this summer. So make sure that you are in with DraftKings Sportsbook because DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. And Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. In Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado or New Hampshire, 1-800-522-4700. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY, or also text HOPE-NY, which is four six seven three six nine. In Oregon, visit opgr.org. And in a Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. You must be 21 or older, 18 or older in the state of Wyoming. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Uh, a couple of things to uh, to catch you up on here before uh, before I, I throw the last few things in a suitcase and uh, and head to the airport in hopes that American Airlines does not cancel my flight or do something else to it that I I don't get to Vegas for a while. I'm supposed to get there probably around dinner time um, today. Uh, I've I've told a lot of stories on this podcast about uh, how I got here and and the the craft of sports casting. If you want a little bit more information about that. Um, Michael Zellner has started a podcast and uh, I was honored to be one of the first guests. Uh, and Michael has it up. It's on YouTube and you can find the link at his Twitter handle. Uh, Michael Zellner, think big with MZ, think big with MZ, go to uh, his Twitter account. Go ahead, give him a follow. He's got some really intriguing guests and, uh, I guess I just patted myself on the back saying I'm an intriguing guest. I'd like to think I'm an intriguing guest. It was a good conversation, and Michael did a really good job with the podcast. So uh, give uh, give Michael a shout-out uh, for his new podcast. And also Will Wade, former head coach at LSU, was a guest on his podcast as well, and I'm sure Michael's going to get some some other really, really good guests. Um, the whole thing with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny the way some Grizzlies fans have responded. They've they've gone from, you know, get rid of half the team to get Kevin Durant. There's one camp like that, and then there's another camp like, we don't want this guy anywhere near Memphis. Um, You know, now Durant allegedly has come out with a demand that he wants to go to a team that has at least two (laughs) All-Stars. You know, and this is, I get the player empowerment era that they want to have some say in where they go. You get that say when you sign a contract and now all of a sudden things are falling apart in Brooklyn or you don't like the management or maybe you don't like the coach or, or, or whatever the case may be and all of a sudden now I want out. Um, it just seems that it's almost more trouble than it's worth. And so I, I think, you know, the Grizzlies... They're doing what good teams, they're doing what, what, what Milwaukee did. You, you build through the draft and, you know, you, you take your lumps in early playoff rounds and you continue to, you know, pound your fist against that door and, and hopefully that door will open up eventually. It did for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Grizzlies are trying to do the same thing. I don't know who's going to trade for Kevin Durant. I don't know who wants Kyrie Irving either. Uh, are, you know, Durant and Irving, they're not going to play together. In Brooklyn, are they going to play together somewhere else? Are they going to play separately? Um, It's a lot of drama. And personally, I'm thankful that the Grizzlies are not involved in this type of drama. The Grizzlies have a good organization. They've got a good roster. Uh, Do they need to take it a step further? I would say yes. I think if you are going to win a championship, you almost need two all-star level players. John Morant is there. Can Desmond Bain get there? Um, is there somebody else on this roster that can get into the conversation along with Jaron Jackson Jr.? Of course, now Jaron's going to miss time at the start of the season, you know. But can you get somebody to be that second All Star, uh, and then you continue to put good pieces around them? Then you've got a chance at a championship. But Grizzlies, you know, and, and now the mid-level exception. Part of that went in the rookie deal with Kennedy Chandler, so the Grizzlies' mid-level exception is down to uh, maybe eight and, and eight-point-something million dollars a year. Um, I don't know what, what kind of value you're going to get for that, and maybe the Grizzlies are just going to hang on to it until something else shakes out. You know something is going to shake out after Durant and Irving figure out where they're going to be playing basketball next year. There will be some collateral stuff maybe guys traded and then waived. I I don't know what it is. So uh, Grizzlies are biding their time and it, it it goes perfectly with what Zach Kleiman, the general manager, has always said. We're not going to do something just for the sake of doing something. We're not going to spend money just because we got money to spend. Uh, we're going to do something that is prudent for this organization. And and so uh, I, I think there were you know some fans, at least, and I'm just judging by social media, which of course is a very small slice of, of the overall fan base. But there, there was a like, well, you know, you haven't done anything. Well, I don't know. You, you got four guys in the draft and Kenny Lofton Jr. Uh, you know, so you've, you've added some talent. Uh, but just because it's not a former all-star or, you know, a, a quote-unquote name brand player, there's there's the perception on, on the part of some of the fans that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not everything that it should be. But you know what? If you trade away one of your favorite players, you know, there, there, are, there are cries and, and all kinds of upsetness as, as there was uh, when Jonas Valanciunas got shipped to New Orleans and, you know, life goes on. I mean, change is the one constant in life. And so there, there will be change. We just don't know what that change is for the Memphis Grizzlies. One of the changes that I'm not a big fan of, I, I had an opportunity to visit with a good friend of mine who has been an assistant coach in the NBA for quite a while after a p- pretty successful playing career in the NBA, and he's trying to trying to get to his pension age, so you know it gives gives you a sense of of where he is demographically speaking, age wise, and is finding it really really hard to get a job. Uh, there is a certain amount of ageism in the NBA. I I think that that is 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 the case. There's Always the search for what's new, uh, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, that trying to find the new and the innovative is a bad thing. No, certainly it, it can be a very good thing. But the backwash of that is the OGs, the guys who have been around for a long time, the guys that have a greater depth of knowledge and history of the league are... Sometimes marginalized. Yeah, you know, they're, they're guys that are very good coaches would be very good assistant coaches around the league that can't get jobs because they're nobody's gonna tell them they're too old. But now you you've you've seen where the NBA has gone to hiring young coaches like like Will Hardy now taking over in Utah, uh, coming from Boston and. Another guy that started in the video room. It's nothing against guys that start in a video room. I, I respect the fact that they started from the ground up, really learned the nuts and bolts of everything, and, and now they're getting their payoff. But there are some guys that have a lot of experience that could be useful to teams, but yet the coaching staffs are trending younger and younger, and younger. Um, And I I feel bad for those coaches that would dearly love a gig coaches who have put in the time as scouts, as workout coaches. Um, You hate to see that when the wave seems to be going toward what is new, the shiny new toy, what is innovative that sometimes we forget our history and, and we forget some of the institutional knowledge uh, or we ignore the institutional knowledge. and I think that that's it's unfortunate. And like I said, the one constant in life is change and what we're seeing now and have seen for a number of years is a change where you're you're trending to younger and younger head coaches that that started from from the very bottom. Um, you know and 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 this will go in waves uh, and and I'm sure there will be other trends. you know we're now seeing a trend in even the way that the game is being played that, the five man is uh, is kind of a dinosaur. And how will that play out, particularly when you look at the big trade that Minnesota made with Utah to get Rudy Gobert? You pair Rudy Gobert with Carl Anthony Towns. You know, somebody posted on the Athletic, it could be the greatest thing ever or it could be the biggest disaster ever. You know, we really don't know because the way the game is being played right now, there's not a lot of room for the traditional center. And Therefore, sometimes coaches that uh, have specialized in coaching big men, their expertise is is no longer necessary. It's uh, intriguing and sometimes frustrating to watch the evolution of the league. Uh, Some people are, are able to to ride the tide, to adapt, to change. And then there are others that are never even given the opportunity to go along. So that's my rant for today. Um, Like I said, really looking forward to Las Vegas, seeing the Grizzlies for a couple of games. The first couple of games, we'll probably see a lot of uh, Zaire Williams, uh, Xavier Tillman, Santi Aldama. I'm really, really eager to see how Santi Aldama has progressed because Jaron Jackson Jr. is not going to be available. So if you need another big, now Santi's not really going to play the four, you can play more like the five, but he is a little bit more mobile than Steven Adams, although doesn't set the same type of physical screens. But what role will Santi Aldama have with this team? And I think a lot of that will be di- dictated by how well he plays in summer league. Love to see Zaire Williams handle the ball. Love to see his decision-making. Want to see that, uh, you know, happen to him that happened to Desmond Bain last year, where Bain got an opportunity to uh, to handle the basketball and to initiate the offense. Hopefully, it will mean really good things for Zaire Williams as well. Looking forward to that. Like I said, uh, trying to effort interviews, uh, working with NBA PR, working with Grizzlies PR, trying to uh, you know to get some interviews and anything that we can get. Obviously, will uh, it's it's being gotten for the purposes of being here on the Grizz Weekly Grind. Uh, one final note. If you are looking for a special greeting, uh, and it could be virtually anything, check me out at Cameo.com, Cameo.com slash Pete Pranica. I'm really reasonably priced. If you have somebody that you want to send a special greeting to, happy to do that. Just did one this morning uh, for a gentleman who's turning 71 years young. Uh, I did one last week for a group of guys. They wanted me to randomize the draft order for their – Fantasy football draft. So uh, I, I got to play a, a little uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, pulled names out of a hat and did the draft order uh, for their fantasy football draft. Whatever it is, uh, I, I've done everything from encouragement for uh, treatment of cancer. I've done it for encouragement, uh, taking a, a professional uh, aptitude test. There have been birthdays. There have been weddings. Uh, There's been a couple that just started dating. They wanted me to congratulate them on that. Whatever it is, go to cameo.com. I turn these things around really, really fast. I'm all set up to do it and uh, happy to do it as well. So, uh, And I do donate a portion of the proceeds to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So if you book me on Cameo, part of what you pay will go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So that's Cameo. Our thanks also to DraftKings Sportsbook and also the Hoop City Basketball Club for their continued support of the Grizz Weekly Grind. I'm Pete Pranica. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.